0: that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. Welcome back to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina Reppa, and today I'm coming to you with a warning that we may get interrupted by one of my kids. This is the third time I've started recording this particular podcast, and I'm hoping that this is going to be the ticket that we're finally going to get through the whole podcast recording before the door swings wide open. Uh, the reason for that: I'm on spring break right now. You know, I'm a school counselor during the day, and um, I work with brand new runners at tonight and we are currently on spring break for this week, which means we are home, and uh, the whole family is home, so Mike is working upstairs in his office. He works from home every day, and um, I'm working on getting some stuff done for the running program, of course, and getting some podcasts recorded while I have some extra time, but that means that my kiddos, who obviously are not trained to know that when I'm in here recording that they... Shouldn't come in because this is all very new to them. Um, Just keep coming in to chat on each other. So that's that. Hopefully, it won't happen during this recording. We'll get all the way through. But um, it's great that you guys are hanging out with me. I really, you know, I always say this, but it's so important. So I'm going to repeat it again that it means a lot to me that you're spending time hanging out with me because I know your time is precious. It literally is the most valuable thing that we have. And The fact that you've chosen to hang out with me today makes me feel really good, and I hope that I can give you what you came for, which is probably some motivation, inspiration, maybe a little entertainment, and some words of wisdom to help you push through to your next level. So I'll start by just giving some quick updates on how things are going over here at uh, Asina Repa Running and some things that we have going on, mostly because a lot of the runners Some of them have been interviewed, so you guys have gotten to know them a little bit. But many of the runners are in a place where you, who are listening to this, might also be. This might be one of my runners listening to this, or maybe somebody who's curious about what goes on and and how we've managed to transform so many non-runners into runners, and not just that, but those who keep coming back and really falling in love with the feelings that running has given them. So. Uh, Just to give you a quick update. So when I'm recording this, it's about the middle of April, which means we are about two and a half weeks away from our first team running their very first half marathon. I do have one runner who has run a half before, but it was 10 years ago, and that's Joetta. If you all have listened to her podcast interview, she is 59 years old and she's coming back to... Remeet re-meet the Pittsburgh, marathon, Pittsburgh Half Marathon where she was 10 years ago when she completed it last time. So she's super excited about that. Uh, we have Jeff who's been interviewed. Also, you guys, if you've listened to his podcast, um, he will be running his very first ever half marathon. And this is coming from a very much a non-runner, someone who, if you've listened to the interview, you know there was zero desire to become a runner and had zero faith in the ability to become a runner. And here he is months later about to take on his very first journey of 13.1 miles. Uh, Cameron, you guys have listened to her interview, I'm sure. She was my first interview on the podcast. She is my baby sister and the one who talks often about how she tried over and over and over again to make herself a runner, to try to basically follow my footsteps because she saw how much I loved running and she had a difficult time with that over and over again throughout her years until recently, I would say last summer, so I think she started in June, and she's already run a 5K, a 10K, a numerous 10Ks, and is about to take on her very first half marathon. And what's cool about her story is that she was my very first person to ever let me try out some of the programs I was thinking about, to try them on her, to say, like, okay, let's see if this works. And I remember sitting on the beach with her one day, and I said, I'm going to get you to run a half marathon. And she was kind of like, no, I could never do that. Never. I could never run a half marathon. And and people who knew her kind of laughed because she was known as the one who always tried to run but hated running so much she would quit. So I said, no, we're really going to do it this time. And she just, she didn't believe me, but she had always hoped that it would, it would work. My plans would work. And so here we are, we are two and a half weeks away from her running her very first Half marathon. So that's really exciting. Um, and of course, her fiance, Carrie, who came along for the ride after seeing how much fun we were having and how good we were feeling, um, also previously declared run hater, like hated, hated, hated to run, was afraid to run up hills, was afraid to get uncomfortable, afraid she was going to be too tired, too tired, too quick, and want to quit. And she kind of like, pushed us off and pushed us off. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it for the longest time. And then, you know, when she find, it only took her about two weeks of watching Cameron go on this journey. And she was like, um, hey, guys, I actually think I want to try this, too, because she looks so happy. Um, and then um, we have Karen, who is joining us for her very first half marathon. And Karen came to me not as a non-runner. She was already a runner. She was running, I would say, at probably 5Ks. The most she had ever run was five miles. And she asked me, like, do you think you could help me get to five miles or maybe even a 10K again? Because it's been a long time. And I was like, absolutely. And here we are. We are two and a half weeks out from taking her beyond the five-mile goal that she had, beyond the 10K goal that she had. And she decided to try and run her first half marathon. And the cool part about that is Karen had like this, a bucket goal of running. There's a 10-mile race in Disney. And she would ask me, like, but do you think I'll be ready for the 10-miler? And she recently, about two weekends ago, went to Florida, went to Disney, and rocked that 10-mile race. So that was super exciting for her, too. Um, Let's see. Uh, I told you about Joetta and Jeff and Cameron and Carrie and Karen and Mike, of course, my husband, who will be running his very first marathon, and that's 26.2 miles. Uh, Also, a previously, I hate running, I don't want to be a runner, Tina ruined running for me, um, now took on his very first marathon training plan, and here we are. We ran 20 miles last weekend, so we are starting to taper, now two and a half weeks away, and I will be running with him, of course, the 26.2 miles, which will be my first marathon in over 10 years. I've talked about this a lot on my lives that I do on my Facebook page. I do them on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., Um, Eastern time and um, I talked about how for me I just talked about this last night actually because today is Thursday for me I have been a runner for a very long time it's been 15 years Uh, I started off you guys running a couple of miles to try and lose weight and it was absolutely miserable I had no training plan I didn't know what I was doing and I essentially worked my way up to running a half marathon because of a series of unfortunate events for instance, the 8K that I trained for and showed up to run, which is five miles, that I realized I had to pick up my bib number and all of my goodies the day before. I did not know that. I thought you went on race day. And so I had to sit out that run, my very first ever race that I had ever trained for, and I worked so hard for that race. So I cried and I vowed that I would, I would sign up and run whatever race was coming next in Virginia Beach. And it happened to be the Rock and Roll Half Marathon, 13 miles. And I said, I don't care. I signed up that night. I said, I'm doing it. I'm training for it, not having any idea what I was getting myself into. So um, I trained for it, and I was able to drag Mike along with me. And we trained for it together, and we trained in all the wrong ways. We ran way too many miles, way too many days of the week, but we weren't sure what we were doing. We just literally would say, okay, well, we ran five miles today, let's run six miles tomorrow, then seven miles. And, and it was, it was really rough. And so we got to the half marathon and we finished it. We struggled, especially me the last three miles, but we did it. And I was hooked. I was totally hooked. It was like playing sports my whole life and not really having that opportunity as an adult to get that competitive edge. And when I say competitive edge, I mean like with myself to see if there, if I was able to push myself to complete things and do things that I didn't, I didn't even think possible. And that's what happened when I trained for that half marathon. I thought, oh my gosh, 13 miles, like that's mind blowing. For most people that's like, it's mind blowing. And once I did that, I was like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And I instantly said, I want to do this again, but I want to feel better when I do it. And I started thinking about all the things that I would do differently to train for my next one. And so that's kind of like what got me hooked—is wanting to do it, and and not at the time I did not I did not care about my finish time or anything like that. I just wanted to feel better when I finished. I wanted to be able to to run most of it and not have to walk as much as I did. So um, I was hooked, and I came back and I, I started. You know, I still didn't have a, a concept of training plans and how they work and and how to train. So it was very much messy training. There was a lot of overtraining happening there was a lot of you know doing things that I probably shouldn't have to try to get ready for the races but I was hooked on this idea that I could go out sign up for a race I didn't have to qualify I didn't have to be like you know a certain size or a certain age or a certain speed like I could just sign up for this race and then go out there and see what I could do and it was so exciting so um You know i had done a half marathon and then i was in my classroom because i was a classroom teacher at the time and kelly o'brien i mentioned this in the live last night kelly o'brien she was our speech pathologist in our school and she came into my room she knew i had run a half marathon and she said tina i think you should run a marathon with me and i was like no way no i can't run a marathon i can barely survive a half you want me to do two of those no way so the full marathon is 26.2 miles. And she was like, come on, do it, do a train with me. And I said, I cannot do that. And she said, yes, you can. And I tell this all the time, like she had to tell me over and over again, like, yes, you can. And then she must have said it enough to where I said, really? really? Do you think I can? And so, um, you know, she had to convince me over and over again, like that I could do it. And so I said, okay. So I went out there and we trained for several months and went out and I can't believe I ran my first marathon, 26.2 miles, a journey of a lifetime. And again, I was hooked and I kept saying to myself like, okay, what's what's next? What's next? And after several marathons, because again, I had my first reaction was that was hard. I want to do it again and i want to feel better when i do it so what can i change how can i train differently so that i can feel better and it was super exciting and i don't i didn't have kids at the time i you know i worked and mike traveled a lot we weren't married yet but he traveled a lot for work so i had a lot of time to kind of put into this which as you guys know i preach this over and over again this is never running long distances and taking on challenges like this, like 10Ks, half marathons, marathons, even ultras, it has so little to do with, you know, you thinking your ability to be able to do it. Like, yes, you have to train, of course you have to train, but if you have the time to commit to it and you just follow the training plan, you 100% would be able to do it. It's a huge mindset hurdle, but with the right kind of mindset coaching, Um, the right kind of perception of understanding that you can do this physically, you can do this if you follow the training plan. Anybody can make this happen. And so I say that because there's nothing unique and special about me other than my desire to continually grow. And that is a mindset difference. That is not something I was born with. It's something that I've developed over time. And I've, I've gotten hooked on this idea of growth. And so after the, the marathon, I decided again, like, okay, well, what can I do next? If I can run 26 miles, can I run 30, 31 miles? And there was a 50K in my city, first landing state park, and that's 31 miles. And I thought, I'm, I'm doing it. Like, I'm gonna try it and see what happens. So signed up, I did it, was hooked. It. Of course, all of this was hard and it took training and it took time, but I, there's nothing that replaces the high that comes from setting a goal and accomplishing that goal and doing something you never ever thought you would be able to do. There's no high like it. So you would finish this goal in this race and all of a sudden you were like buzzing with a, oh my gosh, that felt so good. Like I need my next goal. I need I need to keep going. And so after that, I continued to run the same ultra every year was in December, so I ended up running in some crazy conditions and like in the snow, in uh, a nor'easter at one point, in the rain, in the cold, in the, in the dark, like all kinds of situations. And they just really like fed my soul because I, I really find value in doing things that make us uncomfortable. And then seeing, like, wow, I really did do that. Like, we think that we are so incapable of doing things that other people can do or doing things that seem, like, illogical or you don't understand why someone would do it. But then you do it and you get yourself out of that comfort zone and you're like, oh, this is why. Like, that feels really good to dig that deep and do something I never thought possible. And so after that, I then started looking into going farther. I was going to go 50 miles. And um, I mentioned this in my live again, but I signed up for the, Nor- I didn't sign up, sorry. I looked at the North Face Endurance Challenge, which was in Washington, D.C. at the time, and it was a 50-miler, and I thought to myself, well, I'm not signing up for this until I've done at least 40 miles without stopping, or, you know, 40 miles in one go of a run, and then I'll sign up. So I trained and trained and trained, finally got to 40 miles, and went to sign up because I said, I'm finally ready, and it was full, and it was closed. And so I was devastated, and um, from that point on, I started developing my own unofficial 50 mile races, and I did one because I had trained so much, right? And I was so upset. And Mike said to me, "Why don't we do an unofficial 50 miler? We'll call it the Rock and Reppa 50 miler, and I'll, you know, come and meet you at the end, and I'll, I'll take pictures and and just do, just do the run, and let's celebrate like it was." an actual race and so I did and I went out there and I did it and he met me for the last 13 miles he ran with me and it was it was really tough like I did not feel appropriately um, I didn't train appropriately either you guys not knowing again really how to train and not really knowing where to go find training plans at the time and um, I was absolutely ready to just like hitchhike home <laughs> and so I remember this moment of like there was a point where I was sitting on the side of the road For this this run, and Mike was with me, and I was like, "I'm so far from home. I must have been like, honestly, six miles from home." And I remember thinking, "I'm so far from home. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. I'm not going to do it." And I was like, I sat on the ground. I was pouting. And a woman drove by and said, "Are you okay? Do you need anything?" And I shouted out, "Like, yeah, I need a ride home." And Mike said or the, the lady had said, what did you say? And he said, oh, she's good. She said she's fine. I probably would have just hitchhiked home if it wasn't for him being there to say, like, no, we're going to finish this. Even if we walk, we're going to finish this. So um, we did. We walked and we ran. We walked and we ran. And we finally made it home. And I was like, oh, my God. Again, that was so hard. So hard. But there was a part of me that just kept saying, how can I do it again but feel better? And so, you know, I kept training. I kept thinking about how it was going to fuel my body. Um, The next time I went, I packed some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches instead of just gels and and things like that. And I took some electrolytes with me, some salt tablets, and I went out. I decided to take off work one day. I took a personal day and ran the entire day. So I left before the buses even started picking kids up in the morning. Um, I ran through when the buses came to drop the kids off in the afternoon. I ran until in the evening. It took me that time It took me about 10 hours to complete, and so compared to 12 hours, which was the last one that I had done, and I had called Mike and said, meet me at the boardwalk. I'm about to, you know, make it home my run, and so when he got there, I was like, guess what I did today? I ran 50 miles, and I feel so good, as good as you're going to feel from that, and I made it home, and I was, again, I was hooked. I really was hooked. Um, Shortly after this, Mike and I, uh, we were engaged, and so we got married, and um, I had made the decision to go back to grad school uh, to be a school counselor, and my life, my season of life had changed. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, it's so much to do about being able to make that time to train in your life. And I just wasn't able to make that happen like I did before. And for You know, in this next season of going to graduate school and working full time, I just, I couldn't do it. So um, I had to kind of reassess my goals. And it was a, a huge a huge emotional hit to the ego, I guess. I'm not sure what it would be an emotional hit too, but it was very hard for me to recalibrate what my goals would be. And I started feeling like I, w- I was sad because I really missed pushing myself to that distance. I really miss- missed the feeling that I had, um, but I knew that going back to grad school was something I really, really, really wanted to do, something that I needed to do. And so um, I just, you know, I told myself during this phase, I'm I'm going to have to do what I can. And so I would be squeezing in runs, you know, in between leaving work and going to night classes or on the weekends before sitting all day to write my uh, papers that I had to for classes. And the most I could squeeze out was probably about maybe five to seven miles, seven at most. But most of the time I was, I was, I was running about three miles, and I know that's amazing. I know that is seriously now that's goals for me (laughs) to run consistently, you know, three miles at a time. But then it felt like it was so it was such a failure. It felt like a failure because I wasn't able to do what I was doing before, and so I missed that that drive of of setting goals. And it never really occurred to me because I didn't. I feel like I didn't have the mental energy at the time to consider training for for speed. It was nothing that I, I had tried to train for speed once upon a time, whenever, before I had gotten into ultra running, whenever Kelly and I were going to attempt to qualify for Boston, um, the Boston marathon is a a race you have to qualify for, for time. And Kelly did qualify for it. She did amazing. I came nowhere near my qualifying time, but I did, I am very, very proud of that race. I feel I'm so, that is the best marathon I'll probably ever do just because I worked so hard and I did a lot of speed training. I just, you know, I feel like speed is just a little bit tougher for me. So I'm more drawn to long distances. It just, it really feels like my thing. And so anyway, going back to starting grad school and having to recalibrate my goals and accept and be proud of the fact that three miles was... A huge accomplishment for me while going to grad school. It was kind of like the beginning of a new era for me. And so I had to say goodbye to ultra running for the time being. And I, I thought to myself, well, when I finished with grad school, which when you're going, um, I was going part time because I was working full time. It took me about three years, maybe three and a half years to complete all of my classes. And then by the time I was ready to graduate, um, Mike and I were married and we were ready to start a family. And so Um, That was a whole new phase that I had to kind of really think about recalibrating my goals and not realizing it. You know, like before you go through these things, you always have this idea of what it's going to be like. You're, in my opinion, unrealistic expectations. Like I pictured myself finishing graduate school and then I'm going to go right back to running marathons and I'll do it while I'm pregnant. And then once I have the baby, I'll push the baby in the stroller and like all of that you know it did work out for me to a degree but never the way that I imagined and so I had gone pregnant and I continued running I ran through my pregnancy um, you know the doctor had given me permission had given me the go-ahead to run through pregnancy and I trained using my um, my heart rate so i used a heart rate monitor and everything that i did was just trying to keep my heart rate at a certain level that the doctor had shared with me and so i trained and i actually did a half marathon um through both of my pregnancies again with the doctor's supervision and really like reeling things in and knowing that i had to set realistic expectations and just i my my heart rate was at any point if my heart rate had gone to a certain um To a certain level that I was going to be done. And, you know, it it ended up, they were really, really great. They were really great experiences, both of them. Um, there are a lot of laughs involved in that, and that experience of having those half marathons. But that to me was a huge goal and accomplishment. I felt so good about it. And then I, you know, I said to myself, well, once I have the baby, and then I'll give my my body time to recover, and then I'm gonna come back, and then I'm gonna get right back into marathoning and ultra marathoning and little did i know i feel like i was slapped in the face with reality so quickly about what it would be like to actually have a new baby it just it wasn't like the pictures right where everybody is you know going through target with their cute little bundle of joy and um whenever they were you know doing all of the things the little baby all the pictures that you see like of course there were moments like that but it was it was so it was so much more challenging to balance for me I don't know if this is for everybody, but to balance just life and and taking care of a newborn and making sure that all of their needs are met, like running was kind of the last thing that I would think about, understandably. And so um, I really started to kind of mourn a part of me. Like I felt like I was kind of giving up a part of myself. I didn't know it at the time, but I was very sad about it. And so I had to find a way to kind of get a piece of that back. And it started off whenever I would start running and i would do like little runs here they were very sporadic like maybe one run a week of a couple of miles and you know everything hurt because i hadn't done it in so long and, and that was very hard and i i wasn't really giving myself enough grace but you know eventually got to a couple of days and finally after a few months i had built myself back up to be able to run a half marathon but still it was all very different there was so much guilt now tied to going on a run, and even if I ran with those sweet little babies, even if I ran with Jocelyn when I had her, I was constantly thinking about: Are you too hot? Are you too cold? Do you want out of that out of the seat? It was, you know all of the things. There's the sun in your eyes? Like it was a constant. It was a new kind of experience with running, and it was much more stressful for me. So um, I had to again recalibrate, and, and I wasn't very good about saying, for a lot of reasons, but saying like to Mike. I need to go, I need, I need to go on my own and of course he, he helped me because he knew that I needed it to kind of get out the door, but I just, I felt guilty even about doing that. So, um, I think that's kind of why, especially in my groups, I preach this constantly to anyone who might be a parent that you have to set the example for your kids that you are a priority and you matter because if not they may grow up and have the same struggles that you have right like thinking that they have to be on as a a parent um, or a caretaker 100 percent of the time and it's just it's it's not the best recipe for happiness and success and honestly to be the best parent that you can be because i became a better parent when i started allowing myself to carve out the time and it didn't happen that long ago you guys and and now jocelyn is 7 about to be 8 and Grayson is just turned 5 and so it has taken me a long time to get to this point. And what I often say to at least Mike or runners when I talk to them is that I just hope to be able to create create this space that you know I can kind of like help you to get to the same places where I got to emotionally but not you not have to take such a huge route around all of that for me to like kind of point to you to like okay this is where we're headed this is what we need this is where we're going and this is why this is important and for you to not have to go through all of those experiences because they're very difficult and it took me many many years to kind of figure it all out and realize that my goals now are not the same as they were when i was 25 when i was 27 and i have to really give myself the space to be proud of what I'm doing now, even though it doesn't look like it did then, and, and it shouldn't look like that. I'm 10 years older. I have two kids. I have, um, a full-time job. I have a husband who has a business and I have this program that I'm running in the evenings. And so it's not going to be the same and that's okay. And that's why I continue to say, even on my live last night, that t- this marathon that I'm about to do in two and a half weeks is my ultra. It is my new ultra. It is, it is the biggest challenge that I'll be facing in this place of life that i'm in right now up until this point that story that you guys just heard about kind of the evolution of my running um i never got beyond the half marathon once having kids so um i did do many half marathons that was kind of like my goal post and I, I never feel like i trained for them in, you know the best ways because i i didn't have the time to squeeze in those five, five and six days of training. And so my training was very sporadic, but I still managed to get to the start and finish line of half marathons. Um, but I've never gone beyond that just because I could never create the time or the space. And so, um, that's why one reason I'm so passionate about these programs and these plans that I've created, because they are all from start to finish three days a week and they are, they are custom made for us as adults. To be able to make that time to still set big goals and reach those goals and have these accomplishments because if you are setting the goal of trying to show up five or six days a week for something you're you're going to fail like you are it's almost instant or you're going to burn out because being able to keep all of that up while also you know consistently showing up for the challenges of life it's just it's not going It's not going to last. It it can't. And so from start to finish for this marathon training, it's been three days a week for me, and it has been a game changer for both Mike and I. And probably the only reason he loves to run right now is because it is now three days a week, no matter what. We're showing up three days a week. And so we are able to carve that time out much easier. Do we still have to show up with our kids in tow? Of course. (laughs) If it's warm enough, we've got one on a bike, one in a stroller, sometimes both in the stroller if we're going far enough, or we're running circles around a park, or... Um, we're calling the babysitter, whatever it is, we are having to figure out a lot of things. So the the fact that we are able to get to this marathon, 26 miles after, you know, while having kids and jobs and family, um, obligations is a huge milestone for us. And I'm so glad to be in this place emotionally and spiritually and mentally, because it is, I am, I am, it is so much more gratifying and it it really has brought everything full circle for me because I I do feel like one, I can still set these goals that I used to think were unattainable until my kids graduated high school or whatever it is. Um, no, like we're making it happen now. Is it easy? No. Will I be able to do it every year? That's a decision I have to make. It's not really something that's going to happen or not happen to me. I get to decide, do I want to show up in the same way next year? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I know that I can if I want to, and I know that if I did want to set even bigger goals, I could make it happen I could if I wanted to, but that's again a decision i have to, I would have to make because it does require some time sacrifices, but just to be dabbling in this area where you know I thought I lost this part of me many years ago is is really exciting it's it's different it's it's highly motivating. And I think it's gonna probably be the most emotional race that I have ever. Um, I have stood at many start lines and cried, but this one is going to be different because of two reasons, obviously. One, because I'm doing something I haven't done in 10 years and I haven't done as a mom. And being able to do that now is going to be really emotional for me after everything, you know, the whole journey that I've been through in regards to running and finding myself. And the other thing is because I now have uh a group of runners who will be at that same start line with me who are doing something very scary and they're going to be very unsure but they're going to be excited and 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 it's just (laughs) just seeing them there and knowing that we're going to do something that we've worked very hard together to get to i don't even know if i'll be able to contain myself i really don't know between mike standing at the start line of a marathon and knowing that i helped him to get there and then knowing that these runners have trusted me um to get them to a half marathon and now they're standing there and kind of like us looking at each other, like, okay, we said we were going to do this. And here we go. It will probably be, I will probably be sobbing like a baby. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. And my runners, if you're listening to this, you know that because that's what I do when we get to our zoom part of our 5k programs, I will find myself sobbing, just watching their journeys unfold and knowing what this lifestyle can bring to you because that's what it is it you know it has such it has very little to do with non-runners you know doing a workout program that will get you to three miles like it has very little to do with that and it really has everything to do with finding yourself and making yourself a priority and doing things you never thought possible and and living a life for you separate from just going through all of the adult things in life right like showing up for yourself and being able to cheer for yourself and I don't know it's 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 a complete transformation and that's that's the only way I can explain how these runners that I planned on getting to a 5k and then giving them the biggest hugs goodbye and saying okay that you know running is now your thing like go find it go chase it and then kind of like looking back at me and saying well we're not ready Tina like what are we going to do next how are we going to keep showing up for this and me saying like okay let's do it then and here we are months later still with my runners from the beginning asking me like what's next what's next and and we've got some big plans on the horizon for all of us because after we finish this training cycle for the Pittsburgh marathon in two and a half weeks I think we've all kind of decided to fall back and to get back to back to our roots, whether it's, I'm not sure if we're going to do 5K training or 10K training, but we're going to go back and we're going to see if we can work on our strength and our speed a little bit, Um, do a little rest and recovery from all of these long miles and see what we can do with some lower miles and getting excited about some races that we might do in the future. But it's super exciting because now we have these new 5K runners who are in their first weeks of going beyond the 5K. They're in the round one program many of them from the our winter warriors are now in spring and they're running and now we're we're gonna be doing it with them which is super cool to go back and be able to do that with them and we've got a new group that just started our spring runners our brand new runners are in week two of their prep training and so they are just you know dabbling in all of this and doing their first full minutes of jogging which is exciting for them and you know, we're there cheering them on and then they're going to be with us by the end of June. They're going to be deciding, like, do they want to go farther? And it's, it's all very, very, very exciting. And I'm just, I'm so pumped about it. And I, I have not shared this publicly. I haven't put it anywhere posting wise or obviously on the podcast, but I do want to share something really exciting that I've been working on for a while. And it is uh, a walking program and it's called Walk It Out. And right now it is in the beta testing stage where I have some um, either former runners or non-runners who are testing out this program. It is currently four weeks, but has the potential to be eight weeks long. And it is it is a complete w- walking guide for anybody who is interested in starting their journey, whether that walking journey leads to a running journey, um, but al- you know, allowing you to build your confidence with walking first or for those who maybe can't take running on as their running journey i've met many people who have said they want to do this so badly but they can't because of x y and z some you know physical limitations things that are going on that will you know limit their ability to run and you know they need something too because it's too exciting and it feels too good to take care of ourselves and so i created that program it's it's uh very much um kind of a a standalone self-paced kind of program thing and i'll tell you guys more about it in an upcoming podcast the more details about it once i get through a little bit of this beta testing but just to kind of put it out there that it's coming and it's super exciting and i am so pumped about it and the beta testers that i've reached out to To say to them like hey i know we've talked before and you really wanted to dive into running but you're not feeling quite confident enough yet here's a great place to start would you be willing to test this out for me they have been like so excited or like i said the people who couldn't take on a running journey yet or maybe even at all because of x y and z and i've said to them well i know that you can't running cannot be your thing right now but what about setting some walking goals and learning how to you know, carve out some time for yourself and learn how to find yourself and figure out, learn more about yourself and figure out what really makes you happy and and to get stronger in that regard. And so everybody who's testing it for me is super super excited so they start on sunday sunday they're going to get their first week email to them and they'll start doing theirs and it will be you know the same format similar to how we do our running plans which is three days a week showing up three days a week tracking your progress um, doing some reflections it's just without the um, live coaching and the facebook group at this point but it will it'll be a great motivator and a great start for those who have reached out to me in that way and said that they want to be a part of this, but they weren't quite confident enough to jump into running. And then you never know, maybe after the walking program, the confidence will build and you'll say, you know, bring it on. What's the next level? Or uh, maybe you'll say to me, Tina, I want some more, I want some more walking goals and we'll have to go from there because that seems to be what happens after we get to a certain point. And I'm, I'm so ready for it. So, so exciting. Okay guys. Well, Thank you for hanging out with me today and listening to me talk a little bit about my running journey and, and how we have to be ready to go with the flow and our expectations and our seasons have to reflect where we are and being proud of ourselves no matter what our current goals are because, you know, if we don't allow ourselves the space to ebb and flow with the seasons of life, then we're never going to be able to stick with this for the long haul. And I hope to be able to save you some grief and sadness and disappointment in yourself by letting you know that it's okay that you're sometimes in a valley when it comes to your running or your workout plans. You're sometimes in a place where it's not the peak where it used to be and that's okay. You cannot stay at peak all the time. You physically can't do it. You mentally can't do it. You emotionally can't do it. You have to have your valleys. And as long as you remind yourself that those valleys have more peaks ahead and maybe the peaks look differently than they did in the peaks behind you. but. You're not just in the valley and that's not just the end of it. You're going to come back out, whether it's because you had a bad week or whether it's because you had a month where you decided you couldn't show up. You just had too much going on. And you know, you're going to climb right out of that and you're going to peak again. Just don't ever allow yourself to think that it's just there's something wrong with you. You're just a quitter. You're not going to be able to do this. You can never keep up like all of those things like that. It's not true. It's not true. It has nothing to do with you. It has to do with life and you have to be ready to ebb and flow. But if there was one piece of advice I had for you, and I will do a whole podcast on this, make sure you continue to carve out that time for yourself. Even if running is not fitting into that time for whatever reason, if it's stretching, if it's walking, if it's biking, if it's just do something in that time that you have carved out for yourself so that you can keep that time slotted and you don't have to fight the resistance of making that time again. I hope that that makes sense. If you did a challenge with us and then you didn't come into the program, but you wanted to keep up with your workout routines, just keep up that three days a week, keep that time carved out for yourself and make it yours. That is the best piece of advice I have for you. Just always make it yours so you know that when you're ready to go again or you're ready for your next goal, you'll, you'll know exactly where to slide those workouts in and you'll be ready to rock and roll. So. Thanks for hanging out with me, you guys. I absolutely love recording this for you. I can't wait to see my runners. I can't wait to see your posts coming in this week. And um, if you have any interests or questions for me, reach out to me, you guys. I have um, an Instagram account at Run With Tina Repa and my Facebook page, Tina Repa Running. Reach out to me. Send me a message. Send me a DM and let me know what your questions are and how I can help you. I love, love, love hearing from you guys. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time... Go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.